This is View from the Cop on the Blood Red Channel, our Liverpool FC fans podcast, bringing you all the big talking points at Anfield. Hello and welcome to the View from the Cop podcast on the Blood Red Channel. I'm Paul Wheelock and it's great to be joined by our regular guest, Paul Philbin. Paul, you're okay, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. Yourself? Yeah, all right. Getting there, mate, like the rest of us at the moment. Uh, but, you know, a good half an hour or so of talking footy here, I'm sure, will perk us and the, and the listeners up, hopefully. Yeah. And it's not just the two of us today, because we're delighted to be joined by someone who needs no introduction, nearly, but we'll give him one anyway. It's uh, singer, songwriter and big Liverpool fan, Jamie Webster. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm all right, Paul. I'm all right, Paul. It's nice to be, nice to be nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, well, all good. Good, mate. All good. good. It's really good to hear. As I say, it's always good to have you on, mate, with me and Paul or any other time that you're you're available. But there is a special reason that we've we've got you on the podcast today is because this week you've released your take on You'll Never Walk Alone. It's across all digital platforms. I think it just costs ninety nine P to download and all the proceeds yeah from the single are going to NHS charities together, COVID one appeal. and I believe it's got off to a great start as well, mate. Yeah, I mean, last time I looked, it was at number five, which is amazing, just because, you know, people are, you know, buying, buying it and spend the money on it. That means the money's getting raised, so that's the whole reason we released it. So I'm, I'm made up, to be honest, but it, I didn't really, like, because I've done a few releases now, I, I try not to get, like, wrapped up in the whole, you know, counting the streams one by one and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So I just sort of left left my phone a little bit yesterday, and it was I got on the phone to me, Dad, later on. And he said, it's at number six, you know. And then I looked at it was, and I was like, oh, that's that's amazing, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it was a great thing to be able to do, you know. Everyone's sat here feeling a bit useless, I think, aren't they? You know, just uh, sort of trying to find a way to, <clears throat> if they're not lucky enough to be working in some cases, trying to find ways to just make the day fizzle out. And thankfully, I was able to, to do something, you know, even without actually doing anything because I've done it before the isolation but to be able to release it and do my little bit and raise a bit of money that's I'm made up to be able to do it you know what I mean how did it come about the idea and obviously you've recorded it before but who, who thought about just getting out there and doing this for the charity yeah there was a conversation between um, my manager Dave Pitilingi do you know Dave yeah I remember you talking about him last time like he's got a he's, yeah, he's he well known round here isn't he yeah well he's, he, he has Sound City the music festival um, so Dave, Dave's like yeah, anyone who's in the music industry in Liverpool will know Dave. So Dave's been great with me, obviously. So he um, he phoned me up and said, you know, what do you reckon we speak to the lads at Boss? Because that's who we're doing the, the, the releases with. We, originally, we recorded a group of Liverpool songs, um, you know, with with my management and the lads at Boss Nights. And we've sort of, we just sort of sat on them at the minute and, once they phoned me up, obviously, once it went into lockdown and the thing started getting quite serious and you just said, listen, why don't we just get, you know, have a walk alone out there as quickly as possible and, you know, we'll do a fatality for the NHS appeal. Let's speak to the lads at Boss Night. I think it's a good idea. You know, non-profits, no, no anything. Just literally get it out there and see how well it can do for people. And obviously the lads at Boss Night right behind that idea because I released a lay, a lay, a lay with them. Uh, for a local charity in Liverpool, which has raised £40,000 there enough oh, to do for an hour for others. So Boss Night know all about, you know, giving to charity and everything. So they were right behind it. Um, and yeah, we just we just decided to to just promote it on our platforms and just just raise a bit of money. You know, we're, you're seeing the, the stress it's putting on the health service at the minute. And 
Um, it's just, you know, we can imagine how much they actually need because it's just developing so quickly every day. Every day there's, there's a new sort of need for health service workers and, you know, people who aren't necessarily, you know, trained to be in ICU conditions or units are quickly getting trained up and fitted for the PPE and thrown in there. There's all sorts of things that, that comes with the backup stuff like that, you know what I mean? So we have seen, like... Um, there's been some big actors donating a lot of money to it. Um, I think Marcus Mumford actually released You'll, You'll Never Walk Alone as well, you know, the last from Mumford and Sons. I think he's I think he's released it for uh, I don't know if it's for the same charity, but it's, it's it's all you know, it's all for the same cause really, isn't it, at the end of the day. So yeah, it was just a good good idea for me to you know, well, from Dave really, and we all agreed that it was perfect, really the song's fitting, isn't it? So you know, with the video being played around the world in the wards and, you know, in the other countries on lockdown and stuff like that, um, it's sort of like the song of them at the moment, you know, and it's nothing to do with football whatsoever. You know, it's just because it's about, like, sort of walking through a bad time. And unfortunately, this is a bad time at the minute, but, you know, to get through it, we've got to go, we've got to stick together, haven't we? So that's what that song's all about. And uh, it's just, it's just perfect. Just doing, like... Good timing as well, right place the right time, I suppose, in terms of the song that we had it recorded literally a week before. So, like, you know, because obviously we wouldn't have been able to get in and do it really to that quality with, with the lockdown being on. I mean, I've got a little recording set up on the, on the iMac now that I've got, but um, other than that, that wouldn't be anywhere near good enough to produce the, the level of production that Chris Taylor, who's, who's got the lease on past the studios, he, he worked with me for a couple of days and he, he he's done brilliant. Yeah, it's a, a brilliant, brilliant rendition of it, mate, and it's it's just a brilliant idea. And I think just to carry on from what you were touching on, Dan, it is times like these that people have to rally around and really pull together. And we know living in Liverpool and Merseyside that that's what people around there do. And I just want to bring up probably bring Paul into the conversation for a moment. It's like we've seen we're recording this on Thursday morning, and then last night on Wednesday night. It, it became clear that Jordan Henderson has played this massive part in this new initiative called Players Together, which is all the Premier League players, and they're all going to raise probably maybe millions of pounds to the NHS. Uh, must be a time like this, Paul, is a big red star. You're proud of Jordan Henderson, not only what he does on the field, but he, he seems like a proper leader off it as well. No, definitely. Like When that broke last night, I, <clears throat> I don't know about other people, but like you were looking on Instagram and Twitter at it, and it was actually quite moving to see so many players with Jordan Henderson leading this fund it was incredible to see and it doesn't surprise me because since he signed for Liverpool the person he's been has just been incredible from day one he he understand it and him doing that wasn't a surprise really to a Liverpool fan but a lot of people outside Liverpool will be Surprised by it, and to be honest, I think every single pre- well, not every single Premier League footballer, but most Premier League footballers during this period have conducted themselves brilliantly, and they're an absolute credit, really, aren't they? I know we all say things about them when, when the football is relevant, and we we'll dislike players because of who, who they play for. But at the end of the day, they're all human beings, and what they're doing is amazing. They shouldn't have to do it. The NHS isn't a charity, but what they are doing is incredible. Fast acting, you know what I mean? He's just, he seemed to just take it, you know, I think it's 
I mean, I'm not talking about what he's done with the charity. I'll move on to that in a second. But, you know, just in terms of on the pitch and as a person, as a player, like, you see in, in, his, like, in his role, both with the ball and, like, as a leader on the pitch, you've seen him take all the criticism that he has took in the past and his drive and sort of mould him into the fella that he is today. Do you know what I mean? And now, like, before all this happened, I think nobody had any questions that Jordan Henderson was the Liverpool captain for the last 18 months, two years. You know what I mean? I think... He's, he seemed to he really has he's, he's grew into that role unbelievably and like I wouldn't have anybody else leading the team out now and what he's and then moving on to what he's just done with, with this movement of footballers um, it's it's amazing really because you know it's footballers are so so this disfranchised from from like people like us in you know in a lot of ways because they have to be because they're these like basically global superstars now, do you know what I mean? And whether they'd like to or not, they can't really, you know, mix with the likes of, of us and, and be the likes of us, you know, in, in public and stuff like that. And, you know, in, in cases like that, people can lose touch with reality and what's right and what's real. And obviously, Jordan Anderson hasn't done that. He's like, he, he really knows what what people are going through. He's putting himself in, in our position. He, he's he's using exact, all, all his power and, all his fame basically to, to do right by everyone who needs it and it's, it's, like you say he is, he is a credit because not not a lot of not a lot of people in his position would probably take the initiative to start something like this and, and the fact that he has and he's our captain it's like you couldn't be prouder of him you know what I mean <clears throat> I uh, funny enough I found out this morning actually after he released that last night I was on his profile this morning I found out that he followed me on Instagram oh wow so <laughs> So I, I I sent him a little message this morning. Funny enough that you brought that up. I mean, I haven't checked the CV, he's replied, but I'm not even bothered if, if he doesn't. You know what I mean? It's like it's. I just thought he's followed me. He's done this. Like I'm, I'm gonna have to send him a message. Do you know what I mean? Like just just saying it's brilliant and stuff like that. But uh, hopefully he sees it more than anything else. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, he's he's a class act. He's like to to do what he's done and. Like, you know, he's probably been... You can imagine... You see how vocal he is on a pitch. You can imagine him to have been really commanding in, in the talks, that, you know, between the players and between whoever was involved. And to really get his point across and, and get what, what seems to be, you know, right in, in the statement that he put out last night. And, um, yeah, like I say, you're just proud, aren't you? Definitely. You, you, you know, we yeah. see the players through their social media at the moment. We've seen the video Liverpool released... Uh, on Wednesday with all the lads doing like a yoga session together and you can see the real bond between them as a, as a squad. You know, me and Paul watching, millions of people watching all over the world. Jamie, you've had the, the chance to, to get to know them a little bit kind of thing with obviously the events that you've done at major matches and maybe events with the club. What are they like? Are they, did, they, did they just look a sound bunch of lads that they do to everyone else? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think... You just gotta to speak to some of the, the media team here, like LFC TV. You know the access they get, and like what well, they're around them like literally twenty four seven, and like it's more their feedback that I know of from being on the inside. You know what I mean? And everybody just seems to be like just. just they've said like I know people who've been there 15, 20 years, and they've said they've never seen like a a bond like this. Do you know what I mean? Like a sense of togetherness. You probably haven't seen it since like the teams of the old days where they were all going to pub together every Friday night. You know what I mean? Before the match. <laughs> but like you know it, it, it really does seem real like everything I've seen 
all of, they're always having a laugh with each other, you know, like, I remember, like, even going back to, like, when Dom Solanke was here and we were on a plane going to America and, like, why am I all and Van Dyke were having a little joke with them, lining them up about something, you know what I mean? Just as I was walking past them and, like, you know, the players like Van Dyke and Van Alden, we were, like, at sort of the top of the seat. Someone like Solanke was looking to break into the ranks. Like, there, there, there didn't seem to be any sort of, like, you know, hierarchy there, but, like, in terms of, like, ego, obviously there's hierarchy there, but, like, you know, it didn't seem to be, like, any distancing or anything like that. Everybody seemed to get there. There's, you know, and, and I think I think Klopp, the likes of Klopp and Pevlinders are the ones who, who really instill that in, you know, they really instilled that ethos into the players, into, even into the staff, into the, you know, the fans and everything, really. It's, I've had conversations with, with Pep, and Klopp in a, in a bar in New York and they've been saying to me that, you know, we need to, I think I said that on the last podcast, mm-hmm. that he was saying that they need, you know, we all need to move forward in, in the right direction. We all need to be together, players, staff, fans, everybody. And like, they were bringing in what me and the lads at Boss Knights do, you know, and other, other you know, social media sort of fan, fan um, not even companies, to like sort of, you know, like podcasts like the Anfield Rap and even Red Men TV and stuff like that the sort of content that they bring and, and yourselves podcasts like this do you know what I mean but like all, all the sorts of content they bring you know bringing Liverpool fans into the know making them feel part of it that's what that's what the manager wants that's what everybody wants because they said to me it's, it's, it's no secret that we, we've, we've had this movement and we've been successful and this was before we sort of went on this run in the league this year this was the summer just gone and he was saying if we continue in this sort of way and we will be successful. It's not guaranteed, but there's, there's there's a lot more of a chance that we will be successful. And if this falls apart, then the chances are we won't be as successful. It, it's it's about everybody. It's not about one person or a couple of people. It's about everybody. And like, obviously, you see that between the players, and it's 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 great. Like, obviously, we're all we're all missing the football. But you know, before all this, before all this, you know, stopped. It was a great time to be a Liverpool fan, wasn't it? You know what I mean? It was just, the feeling was brilliant. Even the video was like the players singing happy birthday in all the different languages, you know what I mean? That was that was amazing. And, and then you look at the video again, Jordan Anderson, uh, where they're trying to come up with um, like brainstorming ideas for, for these products, for the sponsors, you know what I mean? And they're sort of having a dig back at the media team, saying like, you know, the media team are always making us do all this stupid stuff, so we're saying that we can come up with something. And like, that's brilliant, and you know, like, the, like the, the acting amongst the players is unbelievable, to be fair, but like, you know, the, like, the way they've done it was brilliant, and it goes to show that, like, what, what's going on at the club at the minute, how everyone seems to feel, how every, how even though we're sort of, like, before this all, and we were on top of the football and world, but everyone just seems focused, but relaxed about it, you know what I mean? It just seems like a unbelievable working environment, and yeah, it's, it's it's great. It's like going back to pre-season as well, like Robo, everyone having a laugh with Robo telling them to put the fact, fact of 50 on. You know, when we were in Indiana and it was like 40 degrees, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's 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 great, do you know what I mean? That's like how you'd have a laugh with one of your mates. That's what I'd probably say to Philbin if we were on a Euro away, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like fact of 50 on. So, <laughs> it's, it's it, that that shows you know, how relatable we are at the minute. And it's, it's great, isn't it? 
You're missing that, Paul. I know, obviously, you can, everyone listening there to what Jamie said, it's got to be like, God, I can't wait for Liverpool and football to return. But you're missing that crack of, like, the two of you going to the game, just going to the game to your mates. This isn't probably only applies to Liverpool fans who'll be listening to this. It'll be fa- football fans all all over. That's what you miss, isn't it? You know, you actually miss yeah, going to the game, let alone winning things. And It's just the actual crack of going to the match. No, definitely. Like, to be honest with you, I'm not actually missing the, uh, the football side of it, to be honest. <laughs> like, it is more the social side of it because... I'm not a person who would like of a Sunday if Liverpool aren't playing. I won't sit there watch Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, and then Arsenal, Watford. Like a lot of people, like a lot of people do. But going the game is what I enjoy doing, and the social element of that. It's it's an escape from work. It's having a pint with your mates, having a laugh, jumping on a coach at six o'clock in the morning to go down to London and stuff. And that's the side that I'm missing right now. But to be honest, like in reality, we just need to know that it will come back one day and it doesn't feel like that at the minute but football is really irrelevant right now and going further into it the conversations that have been had with the Premier League the FA and all that shouldn't be happening right now because it's stupid it's only it's less than a month ago since football was postponed and like family are losing people people are losing their jobs and stuff so and people are trying to talk about football returning or being cancelled. It's it's ridiculous. Like at some point we will need the escape of football. And the sensible thing is to wait as long as possible and allow the fans to have that escape. Because playing it behind closed doors is all well and good getting a season complete. But what's the rush? Like after this long period of time, we don't <laughs> we don't know how long it's gonna be. But we're all going to need that lift. And football is the thing that, for most of us, will give us that lift. It's like people who like going to the theatre or people who are part of reading club, book clubs and all stuff like that. They'll need that escape. So don't rush. Wait for that to be safe to do because it's not just us as fans that need that escape. The players will need it as well because at the end of the day, they are human beings. Yeah, and they're, they're the same feeling the same aren't exactly the same situation. They've got boss houses, big gardens and stuff, but they're still feeling <laughs> the emotions that we're all feeling. And They don't want to come back to football in an empty stadium because it's still isolation. They all want to feel the love and the passion from the fans. So we might as well just wait for that because it's a sensitive topic right now, but it's something that we all need because football... You get emotions that you didn't know existed in football, ups and downs. And even though the downs are tough, you absolutely love them, and that's why you you enjoy football so much because of the unpredictability. And <laughs> sorry, I don't have I, that is a cough because it's hay fever. The pollens that I it is to be fair. Yes, and I'm I'm a I am a hay fever sufferer, so. We just need to be sensible about it. It's less than a month since it got cancelled. Just wait. If it's 2021 and it returns with fans, sound. I'm happy with that because right now the important thing is people's livelihoods. One day we'll be back. The view from the cop on the Blood Red Channel. Are you the same, mate? Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm, you miss like the social aspect of it, don't you? You miss like going on, going on the coaches, your mates having a laugh, and you know I have gigs before and after every game. 
um, my girlfriend on the other hand sat there smiling because she doesn't miss any of this because <laughs> I'm never here, you know what I mean? Um, but, like, you know, in terms of all that, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously, especially around on games, I'm a very busy lad. So it's, but, I mean, in terms of the match, I miss the last-minute winners, of course. Who doesn't miss them? Um, and you miss, like, having something to talk about in the week, I suppose, do you know what I mean? Uh, even, like, the interviews, you know, where, like, so, so like a manager's made it, you know, an absolute idiot of himself. And you talk about that, you know, when he's come out and said something ridiculous about Liverpool or something like that. You, you miss all that sort of part of it, I suppose, like the, 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 the to and fro and like all, all the rumours, like, you know. But, and, and yeah, the social aspect, like a massive thing, but it's all for the greater good, isn't it? You know, you can't be sat here and be stupid about it. Um, and say, oh, just, you know, I'm not bothered about this. Just want to get back to the match. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to get back to the normal lives as quickly as possible, don't they? But the fact of the matter is, we can't. There's, there's bigger things going on, literally. You know what I mean? In in the world, and just you can't like you can't sit there and moan for your own sort of you know you know moan selfishly because it's something that you're missing personally you know what I mean there's, there's people out there like Paul said who are missing loved ones because of all this you can't just like erase that and, and just get back to normality especially in the, in now this is like a spike in it isn't it you know what I mean and numbers are getting bigger and bigger um, it's you know the Prime Minister's got it it's 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 not. It's, this is. This isn't something minor that can. It's just attacking like sort of small minorities of people. This is attacking everybody in the world. Do you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't matter who you are or, or what you do. You can get this virus and it, it can. It can get the better of you. So, it, yeah, it's stupid for anybody to think that we should sort of get back to normality now because we definitely shouldn't. And um, we've all got like we've all got. We all know people. All know of people who are vulnerable. And, You've got to think about them at this moment in time. And to be honest, you don't know how vulnerable you are until you can suffer yourself. Do you know what I mean? It, it, that, that's the, that's the, the evil and sort of hard thing about this virus. It, it, I could have had it and shown no symptoms. And so could so could you three, mm-hmm. you two, sorry. And well, we could have passed it on to somebody. You could have really, really took it badly. And we have no way of knowing that, you know what I mean? Uh, so... It's just in terms of football, yeah, everybody's missing, I suppose, in some way or another. Um, but you just gotta you've gotta look on look at other things to keep your mind occupied. I mean, me for one, like yeah, as most football fans, you don't have much time to exercise if you you know, if you, if you go to most football games because they're, they're all the way through the weekend to recovery off the back of some of them are two day jobs, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's uh, it's it's you're not it's always in the best of health being a being a you know a travelling football fan, some people are. Do you know what I mean? I call them freaks. But uh, <laughs> myself, I've, I've been just taking the time to obviously as well because between my football gigs, I obviously I, I write original music. That's like a big part of it. It's a bigger part of me. Sort of time now. It's it, it has been the past year or so. I've, I've had to, in, in the midst of all these massive gigs I've been doing the past year. I've also been writing and recording an, an album. Do you know what I mean? So I've been. I've had all sorts of things to do and it's just it's one of them things that you just can't you, you can't uh, you can't fault the stop of it you know what I mean but 
I've been, I've been instead, I've been trying to get fit. Do you know what I mean? Doing a bit of running, doing yes. a bit of a few workouts in the garden. Only body weight, weight stuff and simple things. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it, you know, what it's getting me there. I feel better than myself already just for doing it. And then at the same time, I've, I've worked out sort of out. I bought some recording equipment and I'm working out how to knock up my own demos. You know, at the same time in in the spare room. So I'm. I'm Trying to use it as productively as I can. Do you know what I mean? Trying to eat a bit better as well. Do you know what I mean? Of course. But they're the things you've got to do, I suppose. You know, read a book, listen to an album. You know, learn an instrument. If there's one knocking around the house that you've always wanted to, to learn, get on YouTube and have a go with it. No time like the present to do it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, if, if, if you've always wanted to write about something, write about it. You know what I mean? It's There's not much else we can do at the minute, but don't go out to... You might house and have about 50 years in the house and have a mad on and have a party because it's stupid, isn't it? You know what I mean? You don't know. When everyone goes back to their own homes, you don't know who, who, they're, who they're infecting. And some of them people could be going in their houses, could be going to work, and then they're infecting people. And it's just a massive knock on effect. It, it, like, you do need to stay at home, obviously. You go out and exercise and keep your distance. That's fine. That, they, they, that's what we're told to do. If, if people are doing that and still getting sick, it's not their fault. That's what, that's what we're all told to do. But Realistically, if you can try and try and keep away from people and just keep your mind. I say, okay, if you want to learn to cook something, do you know what I mean? Go and go and learn how to knock up a spag ball or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's loads of things you can do. Just 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 be sensible more than anything else. The way you look at it, as Paul said earlier, football will come back. Your gigs will come back, and I don't know yeah. what you used to like. I think. The, it'll, it'll be, I, I, I know we are in the, the mix of it now, the, the bad time, so I don't want to sound too positive because I understand that people might be listening to this and maybe really caught up with it. But, like, I don't know about you, but part of me have as thought, like, how good will it be to go to a gig again? How good will it be to go to the footy again when it's all over? It almost feels like the things we love doing, you might even love even more because you've you've been separated from it for, for months on end. Exactly, I think people, I mean, there's a worry, isn't there, that like, we'll never be the same again as people, you know, as a society after this, but, you know, like, knowing most of the people I know, as soon as this is all over, people will be, all right, we'll be being, everyone will be a lot more careful, I think it, one thing, everyone will be a lot more clean, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think everyone, you think you, you, you won't see washing your hands for granted anymore, do you know what I mean? It'll be something that you always do, I think people will carry, you know, anti-bacterial with them. More, more often than that now do you know what I mean because it will have that change but in terms of getting out and enjoying yourself that's what everyone's itching to do isn't it definitely Paul bring you into the conversation here because I know you were out enjoying yourselves uh, at Jamie's gig back in February doesn't seem two minutes ago now at the Arts Club you ended up writing about it for the Echo as well a good night oh, it, was an, it was an amazing night and like when this is all back Jamie's got a gig and it's all to look forward to in September so yeah the old two <laughs> we need people to stay inside so we can all go to that as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't listen. Like, I mean, everyone's, I know everyone's suffering, um, you know, financially and stuff like that. Um, but me personally, like, obviously, I, I, I earn my, my money now through live music. And obviously, I haven't, I'm not playing any live music for, for the foreseeable until this is all over. But I'm not moaning about that sort of thing at all. Do you know what I mean? Because we, we need to. We need to do what's left. What I've just said there, but let's not prolong it any further, fellas. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> let's, like, let's not make it. Let's not make it any worse than that. Too. You know what I mean? Like, more than any, I want to get. I want that feeling. I want that buzz for you know that I felt like particularly the article big. 
uh, you know, doing my own tunes in February. That was like a buzz that I've, I haven't had since Madrid. Because like Madrid was obviously the ultimate. Wow, like you know, everything since then it's been amazing, but never sort of quite to the level. But because the art club gig was the first time we playing with the band, stepping into something new, like the buzz was absolutely unbelievable. And that's what you do. That's what you play live music for. You don't play for money. You play for that feeling. And I like I can't wait to have that feeling again going into the September tour. And obviously it'll be a lot. If we get back to the football and we're back to normality before September, I'll be doing a lot of Liverpool gigs, which I'll be amazing. You know, the bus to celebrate the league title. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't want to tempt fate because all this needs to sort itself out first. But the prospect of that is obviously what that's what you what I'm in this for, you know what I mean? To celebrate with the fans and have them feelings, have them days like Madrid, where you just you know, you're in ecstasy for, for the hour that you're on the stage and you're not you're literally not under any influence of any drug or any of any kind. It's just the euphoria between you and the crowd and it's it's amazing. I want that more than anything. So, you know, we need to all and I'm sure people who, who come to the shows want that more than anything as well. And not just to my shows, to any live music show they want to be back in amongst it and having them feelings that no one can ever take away from you. That's what live music does to you. It gives you memories and no one can take away. So we want to be back making them memories as soon as possible. So let's all be like it's another it's, it's a further further incentive to, to be you know to be to be good in the meantime. But I've just been past something which I reckon I need to read, right? The last two global pandemics of the last century, which were also extremely bad, were followed by decade long periods of fun loving he- hedonism. <laughs> right? The roaring twenties after the Spanish flu in nineteen eighteen. And the swing in sixties after the avian flu in nineteen fifty-seven. Normally, a pandemic. Normally, after there's a pandemic, there's a very brief economic crisis followed by a decade-long consumer boom, and often a flourishing art, music, and fashion scene. Humans tend to revert to type. You can lock them up for so long. You can restrict their culture comforts, but as soon as you let them loose, they tend to make up for lost time. So that'll do for me. That'll do for all of us. You know what I mean? If that's remotely true. You've got to have that hope, haven't you? You've got to, you know, yeah. like you've got to be positive. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, that's, just, that's made me feel a lot better about everything anyway, bring on this station uh, in the 60s. So I'm saying, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you just, like you say, it will be, it will, it will all sort of self out, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. And when it does make no mistake, people are going to celebrate. And, you know, there's also going to be the aspect of people, you know, remembering people who may have, may have fell ill at this time and, you know, sadly haven't pulled through. There's going to be a lot of that because people aren't able to even celebrate the life of someone in the way that they want to at the minute because of all this. Do you know what I mean? It's all very, it's, it's a very, very sort of restricted time. So there's going to be, it's going to be celebrations, there's going to be tears, there's going to be all sorts, do you know what I mean, once this is over, but I think what it's going to do, which is, which I think will be one of, one of the massive, massive, um, you know, sort of bright sides of all of this, it's, it's going to bring people, you know, people are going to sort of come back to a human level and sort of, I think, respect each other a lot more, do you know what I mean, and appreciate each other a lot more, do you know what I mean, because it's, Right, it's it's put it's separated us in terms of we're all in our own houses, but it's brought us together. I think as people, everything that you see online and all the causes that are sort of open, all the brilliant things that you've seen, like you know, 
mainly on social media and on the news and stuff like that, because that's all we've got to look to to sort of interact at the moment. But all of these things that, that we're seeing, it, it's like, it's bringing out the best in some people, do you know what I mean? And, and it, it, despite all this, this hardship, which is absolutely horrible, it's, it's amazing to see the, the bright side of it as well. And, you know, we, we can all be grateful for, for each other a lot more, I think, once, once we're allowed. You know, to mix with each other again. I mean, me personally, I can't wait to get back on that bus. You know, I get on last with the match going to the away's and you get on with me, don't you, Sylvan? Yeah. Yeah, they're off it and you know, you walk down and give everyone a little high five and all that, you know what I mean? I can't wait to you know, help out with everybody walking down the coaching. I mean, at this time, do you know what I mean? It'll be like, it'll be great moment to see everyone again. And that, that's, that's another thing about, about it, you know. Once we do finally get out of this, I think we're all gonna, you know, we're all gonna enjoy seeing each other. You know, even just going out and going for something to eat, or you know, a lot going for a pint, and that you'll appreciate the whole every the little things so much more that you know that we're not that we're not able to enjoy. And I think television ratings will probably go down massively because <laughs> everyone's still watching the telly, aren't they? Which I think is a good thing. Do you know what I mean? So, like, like if you can focus on them, if, obviously, if you're not going through a, a bad time personally with someone who you, you know is usually at the moment or something like that, I mean, if, you, if you're all right and the people around you are well, I think that they're the things that you've got to focus on like to keep you going, you know what I mean? All, all the, the little things that you're missing so much now, how much better they're going to be in. Even plan out your first week, you know what I mean? I think that'll be a brilliant thing to do. Plan out your first week after quarantine. Do you know what I mean? Get people to send them in. What you what your what what will you do in your first week after quarantine? Do you know what I mean? Imagine like that will keep you busy because you probably have a million things that you want to do and you've got to fit it into a week. Do you know what I mean? I mean, or your first holiday after quarantine or something like that. Your first bit of time off after whatever. Do you know what I mean? They're the things you want to be focused on. Yeah, and I suppose one thing as well, just a final one before I let you both go, lads. That that feeling when it doesn't, like, I, I'm with both of you. I think it'd be, it'd be better for football to turn, return properly rather than behind closed doors. And let's face it, when it does, within a couple of games, Liverpool are going to be crowned champions of the league. There's this, I can't see a way of it not being that. I know there's a lot of discussion, as you rightly said, Paul, about how and when it's going to return, but there does seem like a desire for this season to finish, which means Liverpool will win the league. And can you imagine you two being at Anfield when you actually see that trophy <laughs> being aloft? Because, you know. It, how long a month seems now since since the last game against Atletico like before you know it, it will be happening we've got to be upbeat about it and, yeah, and it will happen no definitely I totally agree with that and I remember after um, when Liverpool beat Man United earlier this year people were like that's it that was the Aguero moment when Salah scored late on they would, couldn't have been more wrong obviously nobody saw what was going to come but everybody's going to be itching for that to come back and I know we only need six points but when that six points comes it's going to feel even bigger than what it would have felt a few weeks ago because of the situation we're in the uncertainty the the release the escapism that we're going to all need when that does return it's important I think to wait and let fans have that moment because no. No, it's going to be fun. Like, sorry mate I think that's a, a great point you know what I mean I think it's like I think we were all focused on well, I thought because we were all sort of saying, oh, well, the league never really, we didn't we didn't have that, even though the, the Man United sort of felt like a great moment, what came after it, we didn't really have that a great moment, did we? Because 
we just absolutely breezed it. But now, sort of being away from it and like the weight, the weight being the weight for lifting the trophy when we thought it was inevitable in the next couple of weeks. And you know, we, we thought we were going to have between winning it and, and sort of Chelsea, it was going to be a long time lifting it. And I don't know, it ruined it a little bit for me, but I think this might, this gap and this weight and this uncertainty around everything, I think you're right, when it does come, it's going to make it, it's going to give us that moment, you know what I mean, of like of ecstasy. And that's, that's what we all want, isn't it? Definitely. Just a reminder before we finish, everyone listening at home, Jamie's version, if you'll never walk alone, costs just 99p to download. And as I say, all the money goes to NHS Charities Together, COVID-1 Appeal. Paul, thanks as always, mate, for, for joining us on the no podcast, problem. and particularly to Jamie as well, mate, for taking the time out to do it, mate. We, we're always grateful and great to have you on, mate, and any time. And as I say, hopefully the footy will be back soon. Hopefully everyone stays safe and well, and then you're, you're playing your gigs again, mate. Yeah, nice one, nice one for having me on, fellas. Appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you in the flesh again soon. Yeah, see you, lads. Have a good one. You've been listening to the View from the Cop podcast on the Blood Red Channel.